This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Tyler Smith. And now, your host, Kyle Yeomans. It is the draft show sponsored by Miller Lite. Brian brought us here. God, I'm so happy to be back in this chair. I love Kyle, but it's kind of funny sitting on the other side over there. I like, I like kind of directing this. I like to make my scouts uncomfortable. How about that for an opening today, guys? <laughs> That's good. You ready to roll today with me? I'm not trying to be uncomfortable today. You ready? You're not You're it's, not interested in being uncomfortable today talking about the NFL draft? Nah, my anxiety can't take it. Can't take it? Nah, but it's okay. I'm, I'm here, though. I'm here, though. Let's rumble, I guess. Aisha Morrison, the voice of my, one of my favorite scouts, young scouts, <laughs> trying to get it done. What are you, what's going on with you? I'm fine. You I'm good? Just, I'm here. I think it's the chair. I ain't used to being over there. My direct line of sight? Mm. Is that bothering you a little bit today? Probably. It's Is probably it? stressing me. And then Bobby's over there. I'm and, trying to get my laptop to turn on, people. Uh-oh. That's what I'm trying to do oh no we need the goods we do need the goods that's the voice of bobby belt 105.3 the fan just got off his morning show i'm sure he did some great work robert thanks uh, for that's being overselling here to, it that's for thank you and then my uh my teammate on the afternoons on 105.3 zach wolchuk again all my scouting buddies here you know me guys i'm not going to waste a lot of time here i'm not going to waste a lot of time because i don't believe in wasting time on the draft show oh god i don't believe in that at perfect all. But, yeah, I mentioned this draft show is sponsored by Miller Lite, uh, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is Miller time. All right, I'm going to get to this. As we, uh, as we embark on this, wait, wait, 49 days now? Didn't we say we were 50 days Yep, so yesterday? 49. 49 days. Jeez. 49 days until we get to sit in this room and kind of dissect everything that's going on. I do want to ask you guys some questions, and this is kind of how this thing's going to go today. I'm going to uh, we're going to try and cover a lot of content early in this thing uh, with some players. I want I want to I want to get my guys' opinions. I want to get my scouts' opinions on some of these guys that they're struggling with. Maybe some guys they're willing to fight for. We'll do some Twitter on the twenty, but then in the uh, the last part of this show, we're going to draft for the NFC East. And we're going to take Dane Brugler's mock draft. And I've got some names. I'm going to give my scouts a choice here that they can draft for the Eagles at 10. And I'm going to give my scouts some choice for the Commanders and for the Giants. And then we'll get to the Dallas Cowboys with the names left. And we'll try and, and, try and kind of work through this thing in that regard. So uh, you guys ready to, ready to get going today? Hell yeah. Very Let's good. do this. Never been more ready. Gotcha. Bobby Belt. Mm-hmm. Give me a guy that you'll absolutely fight for in this draft. Somebody that you would, you know, if you said, listen, give me the one opportunity. There's a lot of times in these war rooms where these scouts, as they put their board together, they will fight for a particular person. Whether it's somebody that they're on that island by themselves, maybe they've got another scouting buddy involved with them. But give me one guy. That you would absolutely fight for, stand up on the table, bang the table, beat people up to get on your football team. Okay, so are, are we talking about guys that 
have no chance at getting to Dallas 26 or more somebody that we think will be there at some point when they're picking? You can give me the guy you absolutely, one of your favorite players, and I'm not talking about a pet cat, but give me somebody, I love this guy, but you know what, at 26, if he gets there, I'm going to cause a ruckus in that room. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at... If for some way, somehow, obviously, a guy that would have to slide there would be Joey Porter Jr., um, who I love uh, and I think is the perfect type of corner that they would want here in Dallas, the perfect type of player that uh, Joe Witt and Dan Quinn could use in the scheme uh, that they need, a guy who uh, measured in 6'2 and a half, 34-inch arms, which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, great length, great size, great, uh, I think, play strength, a, a high IQ, a good awareness. The But that one I don't think is, is very realistic. And so the guy I keep coming back to, I mean, I know we've mentioned him a couple times over the last couple weeks, the guy I keep coming back to that I think is realistically there and I'd be willing to fight for among a group of players is Luke Musgrave the tight end from Oregon State because I think that Luke Musgrave to me is going to be better value where he is than any of the receivers I, I honestly like Musgrave more than I like any of the receivers more than I like Jackson Smith and Jigba more than I like mm. Jordan Addison more than I like Quentin Johnson because I think they all have warts about them that other receivers haven't necessarily had uh, in recent years when we've had some of the really high-end top talent at receiver um, but Musgrave to me just the the footwork, uh, I, I think the hands. Now, obviously, the, the question with him has also been about his availability, his injury history, his durability. Um, but if you're just talking to me about what type of a player he can be, that's a guy that if you put him in the offense next year, he's a thousand yards to me, easy. And and I think that he can replace what Dalton Schultz did for you, and he can do more. He can stretch the field more, and he is the type of vertical tight end that I think really threatens defenses the way that Jerry has talked about recently on the bus and the way that uh, I think some people around this team have talked about that they'd like to find a really dynamic threat there. Zach Wolchuk, he just said that he would fight for Musgrave over Smith and Jigba. Uh I've known you now through this draft process that that is your favorite player. Is, in fact, that the guy you're going to fight for, or do you not feel he is going to be there at 26 for you? I don't think he'll be there at 26. And if he is, the league has made a, a, a terrible error in evaluation by letting this guy slide. Now, I, I'm going to go with somebody else, because I think you guys know my affinity for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Ohio State Haven't wide receiver, yeah. Ohio State wide receiver, and who I think is the best wide receiver in the draft, and, and people might be overthinking that he's not uh, when you look at some of his college teammates that have come in and been productive, and, and they've applauded him for already being better. I, I'm going to go with an edge rusher here. And this is a guy who I kind of had as a fringe first-rounder, but it is uh, King Felix is, is what I call him. Felix and Adike Uzoma from Kansas State. I I love this dude. And I don't think you can ever go wrong with taking an offensive or defensive lineman. I don't know if the Cowboys... Uh, we haven't heard a lot of edge rusher when it comes to them in the first round. But if they decide, hey, the corners aren't there, the man, tight end, it can stretch a little bit. Maybe we don't want to go tight end. The receivers, they get wiped out. This might be a guy that... I think could be the best player on the board. And I saw a lot of like Robert Mathis like traits in his game. This dude competes his ass off, does not quit, high motor, 
always working, compact build, quick off the ball, does give up some size, right? So he's not the biggest dude in the world. 6'4", 255, he's, he's big enough, yeah. but he, he doesn't look huge on tape when you watch him play. He's got multiple ways to beat you, which is why I love him. He shows multiple pass rush moves. He's got good hands. He switches sides. He can play both the right and the left end. You know, we talked about... What if the Cowboys make some cap moves? Yeah. Bobby, you talked about this yesterday on our show with like a Dorrance Armstrong or something mm-hmm. like that. Maybe defensive end all of a sudden is a sneaky need for them. They need to replenish that. I think this is a dude that can come in day one and be an impact type of player for you. I think he's NFL ready. Zachary, give me your list of defensive ends. Okay. Give me, give me your defensive lens, ends down to that player. So I've got Will Anderson one okay. at, at Alabama. Uh, I've got Tyree Wilson at two. Give me Miles Murphy. Then Nolan Smith okay. out of Georgia. So you feel like all those guys are going to be gone. I think they'd all be gone. Okay. I do. Like Nolan Smith to me was a guy that could have been around there, but I think he tested so well at the combine, I, yeah, he's there, gone. There go. yeah. There's no way. And then people seem to love Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. I didn't see it personally. Like I think okay, I'd rather have that, Felix. Hold that thought because I'm going to get to something when we get back through okay. this. Okay. Hold that thought about him. But you're looking for the you're looking for an edge because you're thinking maybe you're going to be wiped out at receiver. Possibly. You're thinking you're not enamored with the tight ends that might be there, and you're not enamored with any potential guard that could be there. Right? Sure. Okay. Tell me about it, Scout. Who do you got? Mm. If Kalaja Cansey from Pittsburgh is still there, I might I might act a fool. I like him. I like his flexibility. I like how he shoots gaps. I just like how active he is, and he's vicious as a DT. It looks like possibly he might have some – I don't know how some teams feel, but similar to – Tommy that performed really well. Um, well I can't perform uh, at a at a barre that performed really well at this at the oh, Northwest, Northwestern Northwestern yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah similar to him. I think some teams think that this guy may have some flex on the edge possibly because he is such an athlete. So when you look at okay, well maybe you have a need for an edge situationally and you're trying to find another DT to come in here, clog up some some uh some of these lanes and shoot these gaps. I mean he's two seventy five. I think he tested at like I think he was close to two eighty. So yeah. So yeah, Kalijah Kansi is a guy I might act a fool for if he's there, but I don't know if he's gonna be there. So I, I think that Kalijah Kansi's really, really good and I would love him here in Dallas. Um I think that again because you mentioned the Cowboys specifically do like flexibility. They like guys who can bump inside, outside. Yeah. They like guys who can play a bunch of different spots. I think for them specifically here in Dallas, Cansey especially as an edge, I don't think they would ever put him at edge just because of the length. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the arms came in what? The arms yeah, she were, was talking about other, yeah, yeah. other teams. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 I, yeah I know. Yeah, I'm just talking yeah, about yeah, fighting yeah. for him here in Dallas is yeah. what I'm referencing. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Um, is that that sort of thing. But I would love him as long as they're okay saying we got a guy who's going to basically play three technique for us and that's all he does. Yeah. I mean, that's all Oso Digizua does. That's all other guys have done for them before. Uh, then I'm all on board with that. Uh, I like Zach talking about uh, Anno DK Zoma. There was an interesting note. I was doing some research. One of the things I do when I'm out at Combine, I'm just trying to find statistical notes, things yeah. like that. Production-wise, he's in a league all on his own. So he is the only FBS player to combine for at least 25 tackles for loss and more than five forced fumbles over the past two seasons. So he's performing at a really high level uh, in a conference that people rag on all the time for their defense. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I mean, I think production-wise, he's great. The traits are really interesting with him. Um, and so, I mean, I think those are both good names. Yeah, and you you mentioned the traits and all of that stuff and the production. When we were talking to Will McClay on the draft show, that was a word that he used – 
he used adamantly like production is important to them and how um, I'm, I'm assuming that that's something that they're looking at more so moving forward so that's important as well I do like the I, I do like all the ones that you guys are talking about here the Cansey one is very interesting to me because like I say I've been fortunate enough you and I've had the discussion about Leroy Glover mm-hmm. when I was in pro personnel here with the Cowboys and I'll never forget you couldn't have driven a nail up my butt when Jerry Jones asked me <laughs> you know we're about to hand this guy 5 million dollars you okay with that and it it took every bit of confidence that I had to say yeah because you're talking about a shorter guy but you're talking about a guy like what I used to just talking about disruptive you know, plays up field, tackles for loss, things like that. I mean, that that to me is a very interesting, you know, interesting thought. The guy I would fight for is B. John Robinson. That's the guy I would fight for. Dang, I didn't want to be, I didn't want us to be no, cliche. And, and I love that, and I know that that's your that's dude. That's fair. That, but, should, that shouldn't have to be a fight. It shouldn't be. But I think where I think it will be a fight is – I don't. I worry about how this Cowboys are going to handle this running back situation. Positional value. I mean, yeah, they've got twenty-eight million dollars right now tied up in running backs. Oh God. You know, that's 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 a fact. But you know, to me, I would have personally started over. Is what I would have. Done. I agree. I would have started over, and I would have started with Bijan Robinson. Is who I would have started with. That's the guy. I. That's the guy. I kind of. I. I you know, if somehow, some way, he were to get to me. It would be really hard for me to say, guys, that's the best player on the board right now, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? it? it and would, I would, would look, be. I would look every one of you in the eye and say that, and I would make, I would challenge you to tell me that it's not true. No, and and I would agree with you. My thing is, I feel like in this entire process, and you've done this a long time, Brian. Bijan Robinson. I've also done radio a long time too. Bijan so. Bijan <laughs> might be winning this more than any other player. Because you look at the combine and it's like, okay, it, you're trying to match up, just yeah. match up what I saw on film. He tested well. The interview process seemed like it went well. The tape is fantastic with him. I am just finding it harder and harder to believe he's going to be available when the Cowboys are on the clock. Yeah, um, you mentioned that you would start over. I So my only thing about the starting over is you are installing a new not a totally new, but a new offense this upcoming season. Sure. Would that possibly be a reason why maybe you wouldn't just start over? Because I did. I saw a lot of people talking about that with uh, with Tony Pollard getting yeah. franchise tag. Like, I would have just started over or whatever. But do you, is there some pause with the fact that you are bringing in a new offense? You have a new running back coach? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot of shifting going on to just be like, hey, Rook, let's go out there and do it. Let's sure. get it done. I kind of feel like with him – I'm loading the wagon and letting okay, him. Okay, well, let fix him. me then. No, I mean, to me. You think I, he's that good? Oh, yeah. Oh, he is that good. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah, and, and, he is. And the, and the thing about it is, the kid Gibbs from Alabama might be just as good. He close. Too. He close. That's yeah. what I'm about to say. Yeah. See, to me, if, if, you were to, if you were to step up in that room and say, Broadus, you're wrong. We got Gibbs tag touching Robinson's tag. Why can't you just wait? Why, that, that's a better player. I would respect. I would respect one of you if you said that to me. And I think you would. I think you would say, wait a minute, Brian. What about that Alabama kid? Why, why are we not talking about him right now? You know? So I, 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 I appreciate that. All right. Let's go around real quick if we can. Because we got Twitter on the 20 coming up. I want to get to these questions too. But I also want to know, is there a guy that, that if it turns into he's, he's there – and you're like, listen, I'm not trying to 
kill these kids, you know, when it, when it comes to, you know, not wanting them. Mm-hmm. But is there a pick that they would make that you would say, mm, that's a little tough? I, mean, I always call it the pin throw where, you know, yep. darn, you know, that kind of thing where a guy goes and stuff like that. Zach, do you got a player that if they took him, you would just pause? I'm not saying you would just totally, I mean, you as a scout, you would put it down, you'd mark it on your sheet, and you'd just get ready for the next pick. You know, in the first round, and I've seen this, and I don't think that this guy's a first rounder, uh, but it's it's Ika out of Baylor. Yeah. Like, I don't think this dude's a first round pick for me. Defensive and I, tackle. Defensive tackle, and I think that I've and you know I've gone back and forth about this. I think Mozzie Smith is just better personally, but I mean I looked at him. He's a big body. Uh, He's got a good anchor. He's good at the point of attack, and he's got good awareness and a feel for the game in terms of I think he's really good in the screen game. But I just didn't. I was just underwhelmed watching him. I just didn't see a ton of production, and I feel like could you be really wrong about him? I could be 100. percent I could be wrong about him because he's got some. You know, I can see the Vita Vea type of comparison. Like he's a dancing bear type. Yeah, and it might have just been the games I watched. Yeah, maybe the production. It was just a lacking there. But if they were to, and I don't think they would. The Cowboys don't seem like they put a massive value in defensive tackle to take him at 26. Yeah. But Siaki Ika, I'd be like, man, we they, they could have gone somewhere else. Another guy would be Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Mm. I just don't see it with Trenton Simpson personally. I think that dude is a bust waiting to happen. Oh, don't say that. I, I really do. say all that. I would just say he's standard. Okay. Well, give me give me your guy. Uh, Y'all don't, Again, kill, don't uh, kill me. No, no, we're not. It's not about this is not about this would be the guy that if they took and I'm just saying if, if the they, guy in the room because there's times I trust me I've sat in that room and you, we've taken players and I've just put my head down and wrote wrote the name down on the on the sheet and moved to the next guy. That's what I did. So I'm not trying to not trying to just you know kill these kids. I'm just saying who's that name that you have? That, and maybe it's a guy you're struggling with. I'll tell you my guy real quick is the guy the Iowa is is Van Ness. I, I struggle with him. Yeah, me and too. if they, if they took Van Ness, I would I would put my head down and write the name on, and would probably be damn wrong about the guy. Yeah, you know I probably would be. But that's kind of the – I'm just trying to get a feel where you are in the room when we make this pick. If it's one of these guys, my room's not going to be very happy right now. Sure. Well, it depends. For me, it depends on what, what they're looking for. But I would be confused a little bit if they took Drew Sanders from Arkansas at okay. okay. I would be confused because of how he plays and what he does. These linebackers you've said all along are not wowing you. I mean, yeah, that's fair. They're not. Yeah, that's fair. No, just own that because yeah. I agree with yeah, you 100. I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling with these guys. Well, I think that he gets a lot of the attention because of the pass rush ability, oh, because yeah. of the fact that he can do other things that aren't just linebacker esque stuff. But for this defense, I mean, they rush safeties when they need to. Yeah. They, they they rush from the tackle. Like they do so much from a rushing standpoint that. That to me would be to add him would be helpful, but at the same time it would be like, do I need this or do I need a true linebacker right now to man the middle of the field so Micah can do whatever he want to do? Yeah. Well, so and, I would be weird. It would be like, all right, he might be the best linebacker technically, yeah, because he can rush the passer as well. But does he fit into this defense right now? That's me. Yeah, it's a good time, Bobby. What about you, Bobby? Um, a couple guys probably, and it's one of them that I I, I like the potential. But uh, Keely Ringo mm. in, in the first oh. round would be a little tough. Now, see, 
they they've developed a reputation here in Dallas for when they bank on traits and they take somebody that a lot of people are like, oh, really raw. The traits are there, but that's raw. And there's a lot of questions. It's worked out for them a lot yeah. in the last decade. And so I would I would have my most optimistic view of if they are doing it, then I'm trusting that they know what kind of a study and what kind of a student and worker this guy will be. So that would be one more than Ringo even for me would probably be Keon White from Georgia. I've Tech. not seen Keon White from Georgia Tech myself. I would I would struggle with that, and I know a lot of people are mocking him, and I've yeah. seen guys like have him in their top fifty, like at twenty one. It was a senior bowl. It was a senior bowl. To well, me. I mean, the I traits are there. Yeah. I, I could get on board with Keon White at twenty six. I think he's got upside. Yeah, I mean, look, I think twenty six is rich, but if the Cowboys made that pick, I'd be banking on they know something. They've hit on first rounders, and I don't see a Taco Charlton here. I mean, I see a guy that's got a quick get off. I mean, he he's a he's a former tight a basketball player, that they, yeah. and you can see that body. Uh, he, I mean, he's got a strong bull rush. I think he's got a good combination of speed and power off the edge. I think that's a dude that could end up being a really good. Well, and, bi- and big difference between Keon, Keon White and Taco Charlton. Keon White can bend. Yeah. yeah, and Taco Charlton didn't show a lot of that. Uh, at least I didn't think so but when he was at Michigan. But I only bring up Taco because Cowboy fans, right? If you don't like the pick, that'd be the the, the immediate comp. Like, yeah. oh, they just they just busted on another first rounder here with with Taco taking a defensive end. And don't look at me like that. So you uh, think no, he's an early second round guy? I think uh, he's a second rounder. I wouldn't have him. In my, I don't think I'd have him in my top guy. fifty. The problem I'm struggling with, and I've mentioned Van Ness. I had Van Ness over him, and I'm not a Van Ness fan. Dang. Yeah. See, I see more explosiveness in in yeah. White than Van Ness. But I think I wonder, and you brought this up with the defense and the, the way the Cowboys' defense is set up. I wonder if it's the way Iowa played Van Ness I, that has me a little timid on him. There, there are players. Iowa's got. It's amazing they've got the players they do, and they and they are. And you brought it up about how technically sound they are and tough, and you know all these things about it. Every time I've seen, I've liked an, an Iowa guy. Iowa guy. He's Kind of let me down a little bit. I like bit. that linebacker, I mean, Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Oh, yeah. He's. Yeah. I mean. Jack Campbell. Yeah. He's one of He them. might be the best linebacker in the draft. It's getting close. It's getting close. I mean, as we get down to the wire and you start really looking at what everybody can do, yeah. you're like, yeah, okay. But he, t- like, we talked about it. He tested so much better than what I thought he was yeah. going to, Jack Campbell. He was surprisingly efficient in coverage. Yeah. Like, what he does, being able to drop into zone yeah. and affect the slants. And his and, hips just yeah. flip naturally. I was I was surprised. He was a bright spot to me. I was surprised by him, too. All right. I appreciate your guys' <laughs> thought about that. We got through that okay, right? It was solid. <laughs> I'm with you on Keely Ringo. Oh, though. no, I didn't say. Osiris Torrance at 26. Go. <laughs> oh, you don't you don't like no 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 no. I just want to see Bobby's face. I, I just I don't want to. <laughs> I, I I doubt there's a alignment. Like if Skaronsky got down there, okay, we can play. But just in general, I think application of resources. I don't know that I want to pick a alignment. Darnell Wright. I don't think I want to pick an offensive lineman. Out of Tennessee? Lineman. Oh, the right kid. I, I t- like the right I'd take Darnell Wright in a heartbeat. In the I, I don't want to take another offensive lineman at 26. I just I don't know that that's a effective use of resources given the holes you have on this team right now. All right. That's so fair. I like it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll uh, we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play a little Twitter on the 20. We'll get to your questions. We'll do that next on The Draft Show.
Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're looking for a full-time or part-time job, check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. If you've got tax experience and want to help your community with their finances, you're the perfect candidate. No tax experience? We also offer in-person tax school courses locally. Liberty Tax has 79 locations across DFW and 2,300 offices nationwide. Learn more about our job opportunities at libertytax.com slash hiring or call your local Liberty Tax office today. Craving something flavorful? Replace that bloated burrito feeling with Smoothie King's new Power Meal Smoothies. With three delicious flavors like cinnamon banana, blueberry raspberry, and spinach pineapple, you can fill up on flavor, not calories. Each meal replacement smoothie is packed with 20 grams of protein, 7 grams of fiber, and 23 vitamins and minerals, all under 350 calories with 0 grams of added sugar. So next time you want something flavorful, swap fast food for a Power Meal smoothie. Order today on the Smoothie King app. Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Laser Care Eye Center, and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Laser Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfweyes.com and tell them Darren sent you. They got me back on my game. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Thank you very much uh, there, Beamer. We're back here with the Draft Show, again, sponsored by Miller Lite. Uh, It's tax season. If you guys didn't know that, uh, it could be stressful. Yep. Just like picking these players, a last-second Hail Mary with the game on the line. Overcome your tax tax uh, your anxiety? Tax tax anxiety. Tax anxiety? Today with Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Book an appointment with libertytax.com slash cowboys. I had some tax anxiety reading that. Tax anxiety is real. Is it really? It's a real thing. Oh, I've, I've, got, I've got plenty of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen. I had to write a big old check. That's why I've been procrastinating. I, I, I'm going to have to write a check that begins with a seven and it's not hundred. Oh. Barnacles, Bobby. <laughs> that's what that's what you get for having 17 jobs. Yeah, there's, there's more in this than just coffee. Gotcha. Right, listen. <laughs> Good for you, buddy. You gotcha. Know what? Live your life, man. <laughs> you got it. All right, let's get to this. One of my favorite things that we've always done here on the draft show. We'll do a little Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20, 20, 20. You like that, huh? Yeah, it's, it's my thing. Y'all. It is. <laughs> Thanks to Ed Cahill and those for uh, helping Ed. create all that whole thing. All right. This question comes from Live Free Today and Don't Worry About Tomorrow. Okay. Live Free Today, Don't Worry About Tomorrow. If someone fell to 26, would you draft them, say, like a Will Levis quarterback from Kentucky? I'm going to fight. <laughs> I'm going to be punching the air. A quarterback? That's all? Absolutely not. I'm going to be punching And it's air. not just because I'm the, the biggest Dak Prescott proponent this side of Starksville. It's the fact that, again, we talk about the way you're using your resources. 
Uh, pick 27 in 2017, the last first-round player the Cowboys had on the board was Dalvin Cook. It did not matter to them. They weren't picking a running back at 27 because they had Ezekiel Elliott here. It just wasn't going to be the way that they were going to use their resources. Um, and so could they pick a quarterback somewhere in the – maybe they get to the second round and somebody's there. Maybe they get to the third and they, they think somebody's there and go, this is just too good a value for us to pass up on a day two. Maybe they would do something like that. But even in the first round, I just – I can't say. I think they would hold somebody hostage for that. You want to come up to 26 and get Levis? Come trade with us. That's a dream scenario for me. Yeah. Uh, because then I think that you're going to be able to move out of the first round. I think you might be able to pick up a one for next year. And there's a team that wants to come up and go get that guy so they have a fifth-year option on him. Now, the question was, would you do this, right? It wasn't what the Cowboys do. This Cowboys aren't doing it. I would do this. I think Will Levis is a player that I would, I would gamble on. Oh. And I got... I got some doubts. What if your quarterback's good? The quarterback is good. So what are what are you doing? Uh, maybe I'm trying to find a great quarterback and not a good quarterback. And if you're you're willing to to take the gamble on Levis, who is I think still raw, you're willing to take that gamble knowing you have the most important position already locked up, and lots of other questions. But while could, you're still trying to win in that window. I could maybe try and improve on that quarterback, right? And it's the most valuable position in the sport. And if I hit on it, and let's say let's say Dak ends up balling out, wins an MVP under the new McCarthy system, and you mm-hmm. end up winning a Super Bowl, now I've got a trade chip you here. Just and what's want what's collateral. your, what's your you trade chip? Well, is, is that not valuable to have the collateral? I feel that. And a Will Levis. I, and now I can flip that. Tra- I can get more Levis. picks. You, trading Levis. Here's the thing. I think if you drafted a Will Levis and he never saw the field, the most you could get back is a first. And so all you're doing is delaying having the access to the player for two years, and you don't get the benefit of. It's not like you're going to get more than that by picking Will Levis. You're just penalizing yourself from reaping the benefits of a first round. I think it's a fun conversation to have. It I, is. I wouldn't be opposed. I'm just telling to, you why I wouldn't wrong. be opposed to doing this, and especially for a football team that doesn't seem like they're in a position to really take a quarterback much. If you have a guy that is a top ten talent that falls into your lap, and you don't consider that, I think it's malpractice. Is he top ten any other year in a different quarterback class? Next year. He would not be talked about probably in the top. He, he definitely he might be number three oh. or four. I mean, it depends on Hartman. Hartman might be ahead of him. I mean, he's not he's not Hartman, ahead of Williams Hartman's or May. Hartman's twenty seven years old. A lot of these guys. A lot of these guys are though because of the COVID. They all they all gave him an extra Look, year. I mean, Will Levis to me one hundred percent is the number one quarterback in last year's class. Like he's better than Pickett to me. And, and oh, guys absolutely. Like that. So, so yeah, he's he tough as nails. His right tackle's trying to get him murdered every single play. He would have been number one last year, and I like Levis. Like I think Levis is a good player. It's just that's not the correct use of resources. And when you look at taking somebody like Levis, while you say you could get better, you could be great at the position, right? How how long until a player like Will Levis do you think is legitimately? passing Dak if he's going to if he if you say Will Levis is going to be a better quarterback than Dak Prescott one day okay how long is that going to be two years it's, it's two years he sits so it'd be the third year so that's a long time to wait on a chip that's you're not even evaluating it probably you're not buying into the Brock Purdy syndrome well the veteran quarterback that's oh, played a lot of snaps oh, oh there has been a I, I don't know if you saw the same article I did uh Sports Illustrated had an article that was really great this week uh from Connor Orr that talked about the Brock Purdy effect, that there are people using this term around the league right now that typically 
Guys that play a lot of snaps. The more film you put on tape, the more you give them to nitpick at quarterback. Yeah. And that in the past, that's been a ding for them. And they'll take the the chance on a Trey Lance who has a little bit of tape over the other stuff. And that Purdy has maybe changed the view for some people on Hendon Hooker, on Max Duggan. I love Hendon Hooker, by the way. I do too. On whoever else. And so, you know, that that's something that could end up benefiting them, could benefit Malik Cunningham, guys like this. And so uh, I I think it's interesting. Uh, I think Will Levis is a good player. I think it is, uh, when you say malpractice, I think malpractice is taking the quarterback. Well, and again, I I don't think they would, but if you're not having that conversation, what are you doing? It's the most important position, and you you haven't been able to get the drive from your guy two years in a row, three minutes left, go get it. Your guy hadn't done it, Bobby. There there were conversations on this exact show about – would you trade Dak Prescott for the chance to draft Baker Mayfield? And unanimously, everybody's like, yep, absolutely. It's like, no. okay, bird in the hand versus two in the bush. You, you've got an issue there where if you would have made that deal, the, when people were arguing for that deal, like, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. You know how far back this franchise would have gotten set if you'd done that deal? Same sort of thing. You are risking setting your franchise back taking a quarterback at 26. You absolutely are. And then the conversation. God, lordy. Mercy. Risk versus reward. Don't nobody want to hear that. Nobody. I personally don't want to hear about. Oh, the drama that comes oh with my that. God. Yeah. I mean, like we just want to watch football. Like the ruckus it would cause would just drive oh, the walkers be. in itself. It would be. It don't matter what quarterback they draft or when they draft a quarterback, it's gonna bring up conversation. Yeah, 100%. So the first yeah. round. Yeah. It's gonna be the talk of the town for the first two months, and we just want to talk about all the other players. Again, I'm moving out of that spot. I'm letting somebody else come up so I can get an extra one okay, next year. Okay, that that leads me to this question from Eric Icorn, <laughs> and uh, Eric said, "Okay, he's asking what players would have to be off the board at 26 in order for you to feel that the Cowboys have been wiped out and would start to think about dropping back." Now, mm. we all talked about players that we would take potentially at 26. But, okay, our guys are starting not to be on that board. Are we interested in blowing the hatches on this thing and dive into the bottom? Or are we are we just going to stand in there and, and just trust the board and make the pick of whoever's on that board? I think you trust the board just because you need – I ain't going to say you, you need – there's plenty of positions that you could get better from. Like, and make your team better. I mean, specifically the offense, like I guess you want to talk about. But, like, if they took a good DT at 26, I wouldn't be mad. They took a receiver at 26, I wouldn't be mad. They took a good tight end at 26, I wouldn't be mad. Like, if they took a good guard at 26, I wouldn't be mad. Like, is that how y'all feel, or do y'all, like, it it matters? So, I guess... The best way to do this is probably just limit it to positions to try and figure out. If the guys that you were fighting for are no longer on that board... Does it does it make you want to bail? Yes, I mean that makes me want to bail every time. I want to bail if if the if the right player's not there. I guess it just comes down to like, okay, so tackle a position, running back. Who would have to be off the board for me to feel like I was wiped out at running back? All right, Bijan Robinson would have to be off the board. Yeah, I'm not taking Gibbs at 26. I'm not either. I'm just, and I like Gibbs. It's just I'm not going to go there for well, that. Well, you two are cowards. I, no, not, because I, I like Zach Charbonnet that I can oh. take in the second round, or Tajay Spears, who's an absolute beast. We that just I can talked take about how do, damn so, good Gibbs is. So yeah, but I, did, I sat out on that. Where do you have topic. Gibbs? Do you have how he's your backs? How your backs? He's my RB two. I got Charbonnet as my RB three, and I think Charbonnet is. But you wouldn't take him. Pretty close. But you already in the second round almost. You wouldn't take him? You really wouldn't take him, take would you? Take I, I don't know that I'm taking him at 26. I'd rather. But you ha- got him as your second best back. I know, but I think I'd rather go ahead and trade back and go ahead and, and get some extra How draft far back? capital. How far back? You, you want to go back to 31 and hold that fifth-year option? 
Or you want to go into the early second? Yeah, on a running back, do I need the fifth-year option? I think at running back is where you most need the fifth-year option. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know that because I have to have that's it. that's where you get the most value out of it, I think. I, Look, I, I so, hear you there, but I don't know that I have to have it. Bijan Robinson at running back. The receivers who would have to be off the board for me would be Johnston, Addison, Smith, and Jigba. The tight ends would have to be on the, off the board would be Musgrave and Kincaid. Um, that would make me, me as feel. well. Yeah. Corners. Uh, I mean, you'd have to have Gonzalez, Porter, Porter, Witherspoon, Gonzalez. Cam Smith. Banks. Those are the corners that I would What about have. Forbes? Are I you out on Forbes now? Yeah, the size thing is very alarming to I'd a lot still of take Forbes. Forbes is Forbes. I is, love Forbes, but man, he's 166 pounds. Yeah, I'm like sorry. But you know what? To be fair, I, I don't mean to be that guy, but I am that to, guy to, right now. That guy played in the SEC, played big Damn boy right, football. Damn right, he played at a high level. And the, and the size wasn't an issue there. It was never. Not, it's not I'm a problem to me, but I'm tired of people. I'm tired of arguing with people about it. Hey, I'm I'm Team Forbes. Look, to be fair, yeah, he's 166 pounds, and there's a whole bunch of receivers coming to this class that are 173 and 178 and like i mean so i mean there's there's plenty of you i mean you're talking about putting forbes on Devonte smith who's 112 pounds dripping wet yeah and so uh i i mean i think we need that, to rethink that, the weight stuff that would be the, really that do. would be the argument you could you could probably it's hard make. for me i have a lot of history with this <laughs> that would be the argument you could make uh, would be look there. These receivers are getting smaller too. This isn't. Yeah, I'm interested to look. In, I need to look that up. I want to see what the the. If you go back over the last 20 years, I want to see each five year trend of what the average weight of the receivers and if they're going down. But that would be the argument for him. But still, as athletic as he is, as good a player as he is, a 166 pound corner is terrifying to me. What about Brian? Cowards. Branch? What about Brian Branch from Alabama? He looks are, are tiny there, too. Are there any safeties? That's what you I'm think saying. You think he's tiny? I'm not are taking. I'm not taking any of these. I think safeties. he looks tiny safeties? on tape. He's he's. I, he, I like the player, but he looks small that's too. That's what I'm asking. No. Is, is there any safety that you're okay? What's your in the first round? Uh, well, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a first round Branch, safety. Branch isn't a safety to me. Branch is a corner. Um, that's fair. I nah, yeah. I don't have a safety in the first round. There wouldn't oh, be a safety. Okay. There. Let me ask you this then. The way we're talking right now. We don't feel like we can get wiped out. I just said that. No, there's going to be. Yeah, oh, I'm no, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Well, not. I mean, and I was trying to say that is that like what's wiped out to them because they're they have a lot of options. Yes, they have. So good. We're okay. You're not. In, we're not going to bail then because you guys feel like that we got options there to pick. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know because I mean, I've, I've, there have been. If, let's look back over the past and recent years. Um, you know, I, I think. There have been three, four years in a row, and obviously CD was a different scenario, but I think there have been a, a few years. 2017, I remember the chatter was, there's no way you're completely wiped out on the edge rushers. And technically, they weren't. TJ Watt was there. But, like, you know, there's no way you're wiped out on the edge rushers. And then we saw a bunch of them. McKinley, Charles Harris, a yeah. bunch of them went right leading up to you. You had the, uh, when they were picking 10th, and they traded down to 12th to pick Micah, where Three picks to you, and the players left on the board were Sewell, Horn, and Sertan. And you were like, one of these guys, one of these exactly. might be able to sneak here. And then three, boom, 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 boom. They go right in yeah. a row. And, you know, same sort of thing uh, last year where we were sitting there watching and going, you know, could this guy slide down? Could this slide? Like, like okay, Penning could get here. Uh, you could get uh, Traylon Burks to you. Somebody's going to be there. Zion Johnson. And then boom, boom, boom. They go down. And so I like to think. Maybe out of the players I listed at corner and those other positions, maybe they one or two of them I would like to think would be there. But I've seen a history now of several years of me thinking one or two of them gets there and then they don't. Yeah, because of the run on a we certain got, position. We got, if you're watching on the video right now, uh, we got Brian 
branch up there from Alabama. Alabama's got three safeties. Boy, Branch did not test well. That's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. That's what I'm but saying. But I like him. I like See, Branch, that, too. That, I would that, take him if he's there. Well, See, that's the thing. I'm going to Tuscaloosa. I'm getting him faster. I'm getting him more, better jumps. I'm doing whatever I have to. If I like the player that much, I'm going to do that. I'm only saying because if you're talking about, I think this guy plays better close to the line of scrimmage. I think you're I absolutely think he right about that. needs to be the, mm-hmm, in yeah. the box. Downhill player. Yeah, yep. absolutely. He, yep. he doesn't miss tackles like that. And if you are talking about this conversation with, with Donovan Wilson or whatever, if you are trying to replace that, he he does so much, dude. Like, I know that people think it's a quick thing. Like, oh, yeah, you can find another Donovan. But, like, it's, he's so active. He does so much for your run game. I just feel like if you are going to get somebody to replace him, it needs to be somebody that is okay playing close to the line of scrimmage. Brand Branch, Branch has Branch is not the most skilled player across the board. I think out of the first round type of players, there's an argument I think you could make that Branch has the fewest holes in his game for the position of like mm. the players in the first round period, I, like any position anywhere. I think that Branch is the most solid across the board in terms of there's not a whole bunch of glaring issues with Brian Branch to me. Let me see. That's a that's a that's a good point. I was kind of thinking of the guys I was looking. I think Robinson's that guy for me. You know, and I'm, I'm, you know, the whole thing too with Porter, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, those guys. I need that, that those corners. I think I got them in the right order there. I, I like think Witherspoon too. I do. I like Witherspoon. All right. Well, listen. Thanks to everybody who fired their questions in uh, for Twitter on the twenty today. Uh, when we return, we're going to do a little drafting for the NFC East. We'll do that next on the draft show. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. In a stressful world, Lincoln provides balance and calm amidst the chaos by creating sanctuaries that move you through the world with ease. Our vehicles make your time richer and more uplifting with human-centric design, intelligent technology, and powerful performance. As the official luxury vehicle of the Dallas Cowboys, driving a Lincoln is just another way to show your team pride. Experience our full lineup of luxury vehicles, including the Corsair, Aviator, Navigator, and Nautilus at Lincoln.com. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. And we're back here with the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. The only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, it's Miller time. 
Also want to uh, alert you guys. Uh, we got the ACMs coming up. The American Country Music Awards. Are oh, I was up. like, what's that, y'all? Yeah. Y'all got to tell me. This is uh, this is how we country. It's here at the Star. Country Music Party of the Year is coming to the Ford Center, the Star at Frisco. Uh, the Academy of, uh, of Country Music Awards are always bringing you the country music's brightest stars together under one roof. And no one does country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets at SeatGeek.com. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us here. Uh, we're in the final segment of the draft show. We're going to do a little drafting for the uh, the NFC East here. And what I've done is I've taken the team, and we're going to go in the order of how they pick. So the Philadelphia Eagles will be the first on the clock at number 10. The Washington Commanders will be then on the clock at 16. Your New York football Giants will be on the clock at 25, and your Dallas Cowboys will be on the clock at 26. So we will start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles team needs cornerback, running back, safety, linebacker, wide receiver. I'm going to give you a choice. The Eagles can either draft Joey Porter cornerback out of Penn State, or they can draft Bijan Robinson running back out of Texas. Mm. They're going to take Bijan to hurt our feelings. Why? Okay. It's not a. It's not. It's not a. You guys discuss it. You guys the, discuss it. And okay, tell me who. Discuss it. Yeah, you guys discuss it and tell me who you think the best pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I agree with you. They're gonna. They're gonna break your heart one way or another with if one he, of these players. They see the buzz. They see the buzz. Better player, Bijan. Uh, yes. Undoubtedly, best player to me. Still the best player I've ranked in the draft. Yeah, Bijan's the better player between the two. Uh, better position value. Porter corner. I think I think Porter's the best corner in the draft. If I what I would argue for if I was Philadelphia and we're looking at okay we got Porter and Bijan Robinson here. How cute do we want to get? Oh yeah, because mm. uh, that's the question. Is that are you window they dressing got another, your board? They got another pick. You've there. got another pick at thirty, yeah. and I say. Just if, if I'm kicking this around, I go, look, we need to address corner and we need to address running back. Which do I feel better about? Do I feel better about taking Bijan Robinson now? And then taking Keely Ringo at 30? Okay, by or the do way, I feel better about Porter now and Gibbs at 30? Real, I feel better about Porter and Gibbs. Real yeah, quick, this is, I, I've based this off Dane Burglar's mock draft. And so I'm giving you players, like if you wanted Gonzalez or Witherspoon or one of those, they're gone. So I'm giving you players that are available to you. You, mm-hmm. can, you can talk about, because Gonzalez was already gone for a corner. Or on, this is off Dane Burglar's mock draft. And I think for Philly, we just saw the impact that having a legit corner opposite slay and what it meant for their defense. And they might lose Bradbury. Well, and then, but at the same token, I feel like that we also saw how having the ball in your quarterback's hands hurt you towards the end of the season because he was banged up. And so maybe they are going into this next season saying – we want to take the ball out of his hands a little bit more. We want a more dynamic running game. And they've done it by committee. But being down at the Combine, it didn't sound like Miles Sanders was coming back, no. from what I know. So you're, you're, you might need to address that anyway. And they petty. And if they had the opportunity. But could you see Philly maybe shopping a top ten pick? A, yeah, oh, a yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, I could see how he bailing. When talking about it, I'm yeah. like – you might get there, and people might still want a quarterback. People yeah. might still want. So, I don't know. 
I, I, I vote if, Porter. If I'm sitting in here, I'm saying get Porter now because I think there is a much better chance the corner class thins out at 30 than the running backs do. And even if I'm not, even if I'm not getting Bajan Robinson, I think I could get Gibbs potentially yeah, okay. at 30. And, yeah. and the the scheme that I run is very favorable to the running game and I think masks some deficiencies in certain running backs and so I think you can have success there. I need the best corner that I can get. Either way they can bleep themselves because I love both those players and I hate them. So the group agrees that you would go for Porter here? Yeah. Porter here and then and let Robinson slide all Where are you going? I think that I would go with uh I think I would go with Robinson is what I would Robinson's do. a better player. And I would he and, is. I, and then I would and then I would I would tag one. I'd find one of these corners on the back end. All right, we go to the Commanders. They're now on the clock at 16. Their needs are quarterback with a Q, quarterback, cornerback with a C, guard, tight end, linebacker. Your choices are Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois, or Michael Mayer, or any plug any one of the tight ends you want. Now, you know, you could you could plug it, but at this point. Michael Mayer, I did it because he's the best tight end on my board. But I, you could plug in Kincaid or one of those others. But we're talking at 16 right now. Would you take Witherspoon or Michael Mayer? And I'm wiped at quarterback at this point? Yes. You do not have a quarterback on the board. <sighs> Who's uh, our tight end after Goddard? Logan Thomas. I don't see it. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah this is Washington. Washington. Goddard, we're, in the command, we're in the commanders. Oh, tater tots. Yeah. Um, uh, I would go with Witherspoon over Mayer. I, I've got Witherspoon rated a little bit higher. I like Mayer a lot. I think he's good, but I Thomas is just—he's got injury issues. You have you have Kincaid number one. I've got Kincaid number one. He's my top tight end. Kincaid? No, Musgrave. Musgrave. Cool for tight, for tight end. end. Yeah. yeah. Who's your top tight end? Oh, Kincaid. Who's a, can I ask who the top offensive lineman is on the board? Do you have that? <laughs> Or am I ruining yeah, your game? You're, I'm just saying, okay, then I won't you ruin your game. I you won't ruin your game. Fine, you then it's Witherspoon. I don't even think about a tight end if it's between a tight end and a corner from, from Washington. That's fair. The only thing that would give me some pause is depending on what the quality of the offensive line was. Because you made the good point again of like cornerback falls off far faster. Their offensive line in, in Washington. Yeah, you don't you don't have a chance for Sharonsky or anything like that. Okay, then, yeah, then Johnson I mean, then or... give me give me Witherspoon. Yeah, and it's going to be good because I think C.D. Lamb's going to give him fits and he's going to grab him and get flagged all day. You know, it's not like a Witherspoon fan. Nah. I'm not as high on Witherspoon as others are. I'm not either, but I would take him uh, right there over. Oh, yeah, he, me too. He got to be in the right place. He does. He mm-hmm. got to be in the right place, the right coaches, the right situation for him to see. Because he is such a aggressive and like, oh, his he is. attitude is so... I mean, I'm like, is this man a strong safety? Like he plays. I put in like, my notes. Is he a safety? I I know. Aisha, we're on the same, and I think his teammates better in Martin. For for all the for all the chatter about Tyler Smith and how heavily penalized he was and how much he holds, mm-hmm. and oh, is this going to carry over the next level? I think way more consistently grabbiness at corner in college translates to a grabby corner in the NFL. And that always freaks me. And he does. He grabs a lot. He yeah. does. I feel yeah. like he's going to get flagged a Go lot. Go watch Michigan, and he cost them that game. Michigan targeted him in that final drive. He had two penalties and set up Michigan for the game-winning field goal. So you guys are taking Witherspoon, the grabby guy, right? Yep. You good? Yeah. Perfect. Set are up Washington. Sure? Fine. I mean, Who? I said, yeah, dang. I mean, you want to give him Kincaid? No. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you taking? I think I would take uh I think I would take Witherspoon. Okay. Is what I would do. All right, here we go. The New York football giants are on the clock at twenty five. Needs wide receiver, cornerback with a C, center, guard, 
safety, linebacker. Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC, is on the board. Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback, Mississippi State, is on the board. Who would you take between Addison and Forbes at 25 for the Giants? Boy, do those two guys, their weight combined, add up to Osiris Torrance? <laughs> those are skinny players right there. Of you, uh, <laughs> I'm taking, you know, Addison, and I know that Dane's brought this point up before, I believe. There is some familiarity in terms of with the route running and how clean he is with Addison with Stefan Diggs. And Stefan Diggs and the success that that Giants coaching staff had with him in, mm-hmm. ba- in Buffalo. Um, I, I would be really intrigued by the idea of getting a weapon like that there to Daniel Jones, especially if you've invested in your quarterback like that. Mm-hmm. I think you should start investing in some weapons for him. And so uh, I, I think that's an easy Jordan Addison. It's real yeah. simple for me, too. Uh, Addison? Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's move on to your Dallas Cowboys then. Addison's the pick at 25. All right, Dallas football Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, okay, needs, they're looking at corner, Mm -hmm. guard, Mm -hmm. receiver, safety, tight end. Here are names at 26, according to Dane Brugler, they're on your board. Cam Smith, Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance, Quentin Johnston. You got a corner, a tight end, a guard, and a wide receiver. Cam Smith, the corner, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, Osiris Torrance, the guard, Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU. Cowboys, you're on the clock. Best player. Talk it out among yourselves. For me, is Kincaid. It's the tight end. It's, Kincaid is the best of those. In, if, I, if I felt any better about Quentin Johnston's play strength, I'd go with him. Well, I mean, but then when you talk about the size and all that stuff, and you look at Kincaid and all the stuff he can do receiver-wise, no offense to Quentin Johnston, I'm just like... Quentin Johnston is, to me, if I felt better about his play strength, if I felt better about him getting off the line of scrimmage with press and everything, I think he is the perfect fit for some of these concepts that they're talking about running on offense next year. I just I don't know if the play strength and the toughness at the catch point is... Is that that's just what I'd have to have a question. If somebody could convince me in the like if I was in that room with them and, that and Johnston the, makes a lot of plays down the field. If, if yeah, the, he if does. The, if the scouts could convince me, like if there was somebody in the room like and could convince me Quentin Johnson's play strength isn't gonna be an issue, here's why, or this is why this is gonna be okay, then I'd feel better about it. If I had any lingering questions about it, I would go probably. Did you guys not see a guy that competes? But yeah, I, I, no, I saw I saw a guy that competes. I just I, I don't know that he has the he's just he gets bullied i feel like too much for his size like in the short and intermediate game and that's going to be a lot of what they're doing next year passing the ball yeah well i think a lot and i really like when watching Johnston. the highlights uh chris beam's got the highlights you don't up think on the board that some us. of it ain't gotta ain't gotta do with just the scheme they run also too i mean no, he I was there he seemed like they're down I think the he's no, open no, a I lot mean. there's times where he just takes over games like max duggan is just feeding him oh this, this they, him. they do not they don't make the CFP without him doing what he did in October against those ranked teams. When they, when they went oh, on that stretch like of four, five, five four, and, and five he, games in a row, yeah, and he was put and against ranked teams, and he was putting up like one seventy and one. He absolutely is really good for what this team is going to do next year, and what he'd have to run the kind of you know route tree that he'd run here. I would guess in all likelihood, the question to me is, can he? Can he beat those press man corners? Like, is he going to get knocked off his route too easy? Everything about timing and the the real specificity of it and, and being just dead on, 
I'd have to be certain that he could do that, but that against press. But that could be the argument to me, but I think that could be the argument for a lot of these receivers because they a lot of them are undersized. So I mean, I guess you could say like, are, can these are these guys winning? Are these guys going to be able to win with their route running or with their power? I think play strength is something he can improve on. I, I, yeah, I mean, think... you, you'd, you'd hope. But yeah. I mean, he's, he he was two oh eight. Massive drop, Indy. massive drop off in receiver, in my opinion, here compared to these other two positions. Like Kincaid, if we're going best player available for me, it's Kincaid. Yeah, I think you can find. I think corner stretches. I think tight end might stretch. I don't think receiver does. I think I'd feel better about going Quentin Johnson. Now I love Cam Smith. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think Cam Smith would be in serious consideration here. I mean, that dude talks. He plays with a swagger. I think I'd, I'd have a lot of fun pairing him with Trayvon Diggs, and they were desperate for a number two corner. If I if I take a receiver or a tight end in the first round, I'm not taking the other position till day three. You got to I, to me. You got I, too right, many let me other let me change something here for you then a little bit. Yeah, we're not allowed on our show here to talk about p- specific players. But there's rumors about certain receivers that might be available. Now, we could talk about Beckham. Mm. Sure. Okay, we could talk about him because he is on the street. But we can't talk about other things that are there. Sure, other unnamed veterans out if, there. If, if all of a sudden in free agency they added one of these wide receivers, mm-hmm. now draft it, not taking, now not taking Quentin Johnston. Take it with Smith, Kincaid, and, and go from there. And, and Torrance. Because you're probably not going to draft a wide receiver if you, in fact, traded for one or signed this one. This is tough. If, if you have Smith, Kincaid, Torrance, yeah, and you've can. added a receiver, yeah. and, and it would depend on who it is. But my inclination would be Torrance is by far the last of those to me. Uh, I would probably <sighs> – Kincaid – Still, why are you just disgusted? You sound like you're disgusted. I mean, because, I, I love that you're I, going, Kincaid. Because I, uh, whoever you're adding in free agency is still a very short-term solution for for an offense that I think needs to grow together. Yeah. Um, and so, because of that, now if you're telling me, and there's no receiver out there like this. Let's say there's a receiver on the trade market who's 24 years old, who's fallen out of favor, but is a stud, and they go get and acquire him and give an extension, something like that. Uh, if they were to do something like that, then all of a sudden I'm changing my priorities and I'm not worried about tight end. But in term, I need an immediate long-term weapon here in the passing game. So whether that's a receiver or a tight end, whatever it is. And I don't know that a free agent move for a veteran who's past 30 or whatever may do that for me. I, I also want to say, like, I feel like we have a whole bunch of faith. And I, and I love Henny and Fert. Love what they do. But the tight end position is intricate. It takes time to completely understand it and to grow into it and I mean, these guys haven't gotten a grown man body Henny deal he dealt with some soft tissue stuff you know I still think you want to shore up that room like progressively like even though those guys showed us great things this past year I think it is kind of irrational to just be like yeah you're totally fine there like heck no like I would oh, no, definitely I... be trying to still add to what they have because they still have a lot to learn about the position They'll, they'll add, yeah, I definitely would still be in favor of adding a so tight cool. end. But if I'm taking a receiver at 26, then I'm probably not even bothering with tight end until the fourth round, though. Like the because I've got other issues at play. I'm not going to add a receiver and a tight end and ignore a lot of questions at, at corner, uh, questions with what you're doing at running back and and all those sorts of things. I'm taking Cam Smith. I, I even over right. Kincaid and yeah, all that. So, so what are we voting? I'm voting Kincaid. 
Kincaid? I'm voting Kincaid also too. I'm not gonna fight. I mean, he's my he'd be my number one player out of the bunch. Who are you but voting Cam for, Brian? Is... But I think they got a desperate need at corner. I think it, saying all the things if they don't grab a wide receiver, I'd take Johnston. Is who I would take. Okay. All right. TCU is who I would take. Mm. All right. That brings us to the end of the draft show for another week. We appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, thank you so much uh, around the world. Uh, we thank you for your questions, uh, your comments. Uh, make sure you uh, interact with us the best you can on Twitter, and uh, we will do our best to uh, continue to uh, investigate and educate. That's what the show is all about for uh, Aisha Morrison, for Zach Wolchuk. And for Bobby Belt and Chris Beam, I'm Brian Bruss. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time on The Draft Show. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!